Welcome back, everyone, to Highlighted, the All Sports Culture Podcast. You know who we are. Yes, it's you do. Sam. It's Sully. It's Kurt. The trio is back. Sully is back from graduation. Congratulations! Thank you. By the way, that yeah, is a great I listened to the last episode, and you guys were you guys getting a nice heartfelt message. I appreciate that. Thank you. We're proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a big moment. I, and big all moment. the but followers, uh, you, too, were like, we are just so proud. Yeah, no, I got Sully. so many messages, so many DMs. I was flooded, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Now, Sully, I don't want to be that guy, but you know what's even bigger moment? What? NFL Week 2. No, yeah. No, no, no. I was pissed that I missed it. I had to watch it in the car on the way back from oh, Syracuse. Oh, really? So, we, which, all oh, my phone, so it kind of sucked. But I watched the Cowboys-Chargers game. That's good. I was a little disappointed from the outcome, I'm not going to lie, but... Maybe yeah. someone will talk we'll, about that. We'll, we'll, we'll that sniff around there. Person, we'll yeah. sniff around there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like we said, it's Takeaway Tuesday, the best show you will ever find on a podcast or just anything. Yeah. Any sort NFL of season. digital media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. we, you know how it works. Actually, you might not because you might have missed last week's episode. New format this year with Takeaway Tuesday. Instead of just going game by game, we're actually going to have an actual takeaway we're going to list. Three each, then one little quick fire one at the end. Let's get right into it. I guess I'll start. We doing that? Yeah. Yes, we are. All right. Well, this one's pretty simple. The Falcons have no direction. Like, what even is this team? Like, let's be honest here, because this team was in a position to select Justin Fields fourth overall. Uh, They had the fourth overall pick. We saw, obviously, Trevor Lawrence go one, Zach Wilson go two, and Trey Lance go three. And Justin Fields could have gone fourth. But no, they decided we're going to take Kyle Pitts. And obviously, Kyle Pitts is a beast. I think we all agree that Kyle Pitts is a beast and that his talent level is worth the fourth overall pick. But I don't know if we all agree that it was the best decision for the Falcons in their situation, because obviously they went on to trade away Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans in like a sell move, even though Julio obviously decided he wanted to request a trade, but then you just kind of look at this Falcons team, their offensive line. It's bad. It's really bad. Jalen Mayfield has been a train wreck. Um, Matt Ryan has not looked that good really at all. Their run game has been all right. I guess you could say, Calvin Ridley's kind of been off to a mess start and Kyle Pitts as well. They got to get him going a little bit more. They did a little bit in this Tampa game, but this team also made this big win now hire at head coach with Arthur Smith. Now me and Kurt, obviously were the proponents of the Arthur Smith bandwagon really early on last. It's it's a great fan club that we have started. Yes. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, so oh, don't well, worry. It's well, well, it's well, it's well, it just left the station. There's a little malfunction, but like once they fix some patches up, it'll be smooth right yeah. along. So don't even worry. But what I'm getting at is we had we loved Arthur Smith and he was hired by the Falcons. And obviously that's more of a win now hire, I would I would say. It's not really one of those hires like Dan Campbell is in Detroit where you're trying to you know rebuild or a Robert Sala who's more culture focused rather than schematic focused um 
and Arthur Smith is a very schematic focused head coach. And that's obviously why they hired him because it's that great scheme he ran in Tennessee that he had so much success with, but everything just has not been going to plan at all. I mean, they had this little comeback against Tampa Bay and then Mike Edwards had two pick sixes. It was just a train wreck. Um, This team is not going to be good. They're really bad. Their offense is really bad. Their defense is still arguably the worst in the NFL again. This team had the opportunity to take an anchor left tackle and Penny Sewell, a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields to move on from Matt Ryan. But now they're either going to be picking in the top eight and that's in a bad quarterback class. We'll see what happens, but this team just has no direction and I really don't know what they're doing where you can look to a team in their division, Carolina, they have a clear plan. Last year was their rebuild year. They weren't really, they kind of tried to win, but not really. Teddy Bridgewater was kind of being a bridge quarterback. It was like a flyer signing where they structured his contract where he could be kind of a bridge, but they gave him a lot of years to see if he can bring it back. Um, but they had a clear, you know, we're trying to build a culture here with Matt Rule. It, that hire was very tailored to that. They got a really young OC and Joe Brady, who was up and coming. And now they're prospering because of it. I know Sully's going to touch on them later. Um, but that's just, if you put those two teams in comparison, that Carolina is just doing this way better than what uh, Atlanta is. And they didn't even pick the franchise quarterback either. But their decision making has been so much better and more self-aware if that makes any sense um so i was just wondering if you guys had that same sentiment i guess you could say remember when i said atlanta is going to go three and 14 it looks like that could happen atlanta is the bucks they also put the eagles and got stomped on their home field they got i mean (laughs) it's they look They've not like, even against Tampa. The only thing you could really take away as a positive is they made a little bit of a comeback to lead, like allow it to be an eight point game. And then Matt Ryan just throws two pick sixes and the game is over. Um, but I completely agree. This Atlanta team has no direction. And last year, um, we saw that that was evident. And going into this year, we see it's even more evidence. Um, yeah, like you said, I was kind of worried about Carolina. And I think we'll talk about Carolina more um, if Sully has a take there. I'm still not super high on Carolina, but like I said, I'll be talking about that later. But Atlanta is just so much worse than that. Like we said, they got really nothing going for them. And like we said, the Pitts move was – because you could argue Pitts was one of the best prospects in the draft. We obviously agreed on that. He was probably top three. So you can't be mad at that decision. But the thing is, though, obviously you have a quarterback in Justin Fields there. You have Mac Jones, who looks like that honestly could have been a fine pick at four, even though at the time it seemed like it was a bit high. You could have gone in a direction where you get a left tackle. You could have gone. There's loads of things you could have done, and I'm not really mad they took Pitts because obviously we talked about how with Ridley Pitts, maybe Matt Ryan at the age of 36 could produce something offensively. But as much as we have praised Arthur Smith, I don't think he's done a great job from a playing calling standpoint with this offense. Yeah. Um, and I think that regardless, like we talked about, Pitts has not shown what we thought he was capable from a offensive rookie of the year standpoint. Calvin Ridley just, I know he had a touchdown last game, but we thought he was going to like lead the league in receiving yards and it hasn't really been that. 
So there it really hasn't been up to expectations. And overall, it's been pretty bad. Um, so I'm in a complete agreement with you. The only, I guess, positive they can take away is, like we said, they'll be taking a high draft pick next year. Obviously, you can't go quarterback, but if you go Thibodeau or Hamilton, you can't be too upset about that. Yeah, I think Arthur Smith is, is kind of just, just sitting back and he's saying, man, things were a lot easier when I had Derrick Henry in my backfield and I could run for 150 yards a game and then do play action and they're wide open down the field. Um, obviously, it doesn't really work like that in Atlanta. And I do agree. I mean, Sam pretty much hit everything on the head. I agree. Not really much of a direction for this franchise right now. Um, we knew they were going to be pretty bad, but we thought they'd be a little bit better than they're doing, especially the offense. Um, <clears throat> I still think Matt Ryan, I mean, going into the season, I thought he was going to be a little bit better than he's been performing so far, but I still don't think he's horrible. Um, but overall, I mean, the roster just isn't good enough to really contend at all, even in the division, yet alone, like a playoff run. So I agree. I mean, taking the left tackle, usually you rebuild with an offensive line first or the quarterback, both those positions would have made more sense than Kyle Pitts. But you never know. I mean, Kyle Pitts could be on this team for 12 years and, you know, down the line, you know, he's going to be, he could be ridiculous for, he could have like a Greg Olson run. I mean, just be ridiculous for a very long time. He's super talented. And, you know, next thing you know, they do their rebuild and next year and the year after that. And in four or five years, that team's decent. They have Kyle Pitts in his prime and it looks like a really good pick, but obviously they're going to need to hit on that quarterback uh, because Matt Ryan, you know, two, three years is obviously not going to be the answer. He's barely the answer right now. So it's going to be tough for them to rebuild. I agree. Not much of a direction, but they are losing a lot of games. And if they win three, four games, they're going to get a top, you know, seven picks. So um, who knows? But yeah, we quarterback class, like you guys said, I, I don't know much about it, but yeah, it's not good. Do you guys want to know why (laughs) Spencer Rattler sucks? He does. Do you guys want to know why their decision-making has been so bad? It's because they do not have. I Thomas know Dimitrioff why because they don't have Thomas Dimitrioff. It's yes, like, it's hundred percent. I mean, why. I'm no genius. And if you're but... listening to this right now, if you're listening to this right now, and you don't know who Thomas Dimitrioff is, you don't need to know who he is to know he's a stud at his posi- at his job. Just look him up on Google Images right now, and you will know that guy is a Hall of Fame manager. We, That's all you need to know. We are going to get see. this guy on this podcast. Okay. Well, at we might one point we might get him a job. Actually, that like, is our life mission. <laughs> you for guys, this podcast. So down. You guys know he's having that, look like, him up again. TV show. That's He's like a show, ins- right? It's like the insider view on like GMs. That shit's gonna be that's actually pretty unreal. cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Awesome. Um, Yo, but- I looked him up again, and he's even cooler <laughs> than I remembered. He's such he's a so fire. We, I like it is our number one mission to get him on the pod. We got to just explain everything to him. That'll be our yeah, mission I'm for down. the next couple of weeks. But regardless, so are you ready for your take? I am ready for my take and, you know, decent transition. You guys were talking about the Panthers. My takes about the Panthers more so about Sam Darnold, but we'll touch on the Panthers. I'll let you guys do that. I'll talk about Sam Darnold. Um, so obviously I made a YouTube video for the all sports culture, YouTube channel, you know, probably like a month or two ago, whatever it was month and a half of about, I think it was like six players that need to prove it this season in the NFL. Um, I don't really, rem- I don't, rem- I don't think Sam Darnold was on my list, but he was obviously one of those candidates. Um, I remember. Okay. I made okay it. So he, obviously he definitely was. And I, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I remember there was a lot of players that I had that I was going to do and I cut some of them out to, you know, save some time. But uh, Sam Donald, obviously being a candidate for that, he was drafted very high to the Jets. He just showed some flashes, but he really never really like looked special. Um, he had some really bad games with the Jets, and a lot of people just said Sam Darnold wasn't the answer. He was a bust in the NFL. But a lot of people also said that you know Adam Gase was one was the worst head coach, which he was. He didn't know how to call an offense, and the Jets were kind of just dysfunctional, which they were. They never really gave him a lot of weapons. He didn't have an offensive line, and just overall the roster was very very bad and dysfunctional for his you know tenure there. He goes to the Panthers and a lot of people were counting him out. They said they should have drafted Justin Fields and whatnot. Uh, me personally in that YouTube video, I said that I was decently high on Sam Darnold coming into the draft. I wasn't super high. I wasn't even high as most people I'd say uh, when he was in that draft, but when he went, you know, his years in the, with the jets, I didn't really, you know, downgrade him. If that's what you want to call it. I never really, um, you know, lowered his stock. In my opinion, I still kind of thought of him the same way as when he came to the NFL and what he showed in the NFL, because he did show his flashes. And I really, you know, took to the idea that it was the coaching and the management and the roster around him was very, very bad, which they all were. He goes to the Panthers. He's probably had his two best games of his career, which you guys, I would say two out of his top four. I, th I, I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah. I feel like that's probably accurate. Especially um, this past game. He was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he exactly. Really good. So, yeah. And that just goes to show that, you know, you put someone in the right situation, not even that the Panthers are insane, but they have McCaffrey, they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, a better offensive line than when he had with the Jets, even though uh, I wouldn't say the Panthers offensive line is anything special, but um you know, he's really just showed that he's actually, you know, maybe the player that we thought he was coming into the draft. Uh, so that's kind of my take. Sam Darnold's actually pretty good at quarterback. He just needed to get out of Gase, get out of New York. Um, Adam Gase is fucking so bad. I, he's horrible. He ruins careers. Uh, it's just what the guy does. And good thing he's not in the NFL anymore. But um Sam Darnold is good, and I'll, I'll talk briefly about the Panthers. Uh, I mean, the Panthers, they're 2-0 now. Though obviously, against the Jets, they didn't look crazy good. I mean, the Jets, uh, they kind of shut them out for the most part, and then except for, like, the fourth quarter. The defense has looked really good this year, I got to say, um, against the Jets and now against the Saints because the Saints kind of smack the Packers. They come back, they play the pan uh, the Panthers, and, you know, Jameis throws two interceptions. They don't. They score, what, six or seven? the points they couldn't get anything going panthers defense look pretty good and like the offense i was saying sam Darnold's doing a great job commanding that offense christian mccaffrey's incredible he's back he's just just as advertised he's amazing probably he's the best back in the league um so the panthers are pretty good and we might be sleeping on them a little bit honestly i i wouldn't call them contenders um you know to win this division it's it's still going to be the bucks obviously but they can make somewhat of a run to this wild card i think what do you guys think about the Panthers or the Sam Donald? The Panthers have looked good in the first two games. There's no arguing that, but I still think they are a bit overrated when you look at kind of how everyone's evaluating them through two weeks. I think it's more so I look at those first two games and even against New York, I mean, I, I'm taking week one, like they didn't look great in my opinion. They definitely had good moments, but New York obviously was horrible. Zach Wilson was horrible in that game. And we'll talk about Zach Wilson, I would assume, later. But um, Carolina, I still didn't think looked great in week one. And then in week two, they looked a lot better. They looked very good. But 
New Orleans, I thought, looked very bad. So while I do have to give credit for Carolina and kind of the way they came out and competed with the team, that manhandled Green Bay. Sorry, Sam. But No, it's facts. Yeah, but I think um, New Orleans just did not play great in week two. And I think that's kind of why I'm thinking that this Carolina team is not really as good as some people say. But I will say, they're obviously – I mean, I think we can all agree, especially with now with Davis Mills as the – quarterback for Thursday night <laughs> Carolina's probably going to win and that's a three and zero start to the season and I don't know the exact stat but isn't there like a stat out there if you start three and zero, you have like a really good chance of making the playoffs I don't know so obviously when you look at that they probably do have a good chance of making it but um you still have to obviously get through um who am I thinking of in the division Tampa Bay Atlanta Tampa. who else Saints, who they just Saints. smacked. New Orleans. Saints, that is true. But I still think when they obviously will have to play Tampa Bay and New Orleans in the Dome, we'll see what happens there. Um, and I'm not going to say that like Thursday night's a testing game because it's Houston, and I think they should be able to yeah. handle that one. But as the season goes on, I just would not be surprised if this team kind of, in a way, not really like gets worse, but just doesn't live up to the standards, as some people say, to the first two weeks. But the piggyback off Darnold, I completely agree. Obviously, all through the offseason, I was wanting Darnold to Washington. I was saying it's all kind of what scheme fit matters, and I think that he's going to flourish in a good offense. Adam Gase is so fucking bad that he had to take an offensive coordinator job at his high school. So that just goes to show how bad I mean, he is. Adam Gase must have had like a gun at, uh, I don't know, he's Goodell's head or something to get him a job. I don't know. So bad. But anyway... Um, I mean, we obviously have saw Gase with Tannehill. Tannehill goes to a better system. It works out. And it looks like the same thing could happen with Darnold here. So I've preached this. And obviously, I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Um, but it matters way more where you end up as opposed to, like, how good you are. Because scheme, team fit means everything as opposed to just raw talent. I agree to an extent on that. Um, but sometimes talent is just too good. Um, we can't ignore that fact because some quarterbacks. Yeah, we can't ignore spect- Daniel Jones. So we, we yeah, can't yeah, be ignored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, some quarterbacks are like spectacular, but like some of them just reek or they're on terrible teams for I so agree. long. No, I agree. Um, Adam like, Gase was the OC for uh, Peyton Manning season. Yep. He broke the record, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he's been holding on to that one for a while. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's his only like thing he brings up in interviews. He's like, that's what I did. So like yeah. hire me. Yeah, right. No, but like look at the NFL right now. Like Kyler Murray was on a really bad team for two straight years. Like, we can't ignore that fact, obviously, that some great quarterbacks are just in bad situations from the get-go. But I do want to bring up for the Panthers because I agree with what both of you are saying in a way that um, I think they're a tad overrated, but they have proven me wrong a lot because they have looked pretty good, but they have only looked good in like the first half of games because in these games they're doing really well, like right out the gate. But then in the second halves, they just shut down. Uh, They did that against the saints this week where they were, just looked awesome in the first half. And then the second half, they really didn't do much. 
Um, now, obviously that could be because they just kind of took their foot off the gas because they were blowing them out, but still noteworthy. It's two weeks in a row. You can't ignore that fact. But I do want to bring something up because this is my job here on the podcast is to look at the schedules for these teams. Um, Probably paying after, the big bucks. After seeing the Panthers for the first two weeks, okay, I'm going to read you their next five. Uh, how many games? I'll do seven. I'll do seven games. Tell me what you think they will go. All right. So we got Texans this week. So <laughs> yep, it's yep. audio. They're gonna win. They're gonna win. Yeah, three no. I was I was, I thought you were just gonna read them <laughs> oh, off and I was gonna, oh, you know, okay. keep my it's an audio platform. So that yes, yeah, really so I'm holding up a three right. for everyone listening out there. <laughs> All right. Uh so that's a W. Cowboys. L. They're gonna lose. All right. I hope they Eagles. win, but they're gonna win. They'll win. Vikings. They're gonna lose. All right. Giants. That's a lose. Wow, really? Oh, okay. Is it in New York? Wow. Okay. Is it in New York? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it I'll, is. Take, I'll take the Giants. All right. Falcons. That's a win. I think a blind man can the Falcons. That's an L. They're five and four. But four and that four. That goes. All right. I'll I'll just quick fire the rest of these. Cardinals, Washington, Dolphins, Falcons, Bills, Bucks, Saints, Bucks. That's a not easy schedule. No, like especially towards the back. The end first of the half season. of the yeah, the first half of their schedule is pretty easier compared pretty, to their last. Pretty easier. Yeah, yeah. Good grammar by me. <laughs> but they could be like this year's Raiders, where they start off really hot. They look like they're going to be a wild card team, and then they hit a tough stretch of their season where they just choke. Um, I could see that for this team. Well, this year's but, Raiders is this year's Raiders. I'm talking about last year's Raiders. I mean, that's what I meant. Last year's Raiders is going to be this year's Raiders. I you mean, think so? yeah. Yeah. Raiders looked good. I don't know, man. They, they, Derek what? Carr MVP. Derek Carr MVP. Derek yeah, Carr MVP. I mean, he's got a voice. We're all Derek Carr fans on this podcast. We are. But, uh, we are. Do we have anything else to say about Carolina other than we think they'll be pretty solid? Yeah, they suck. That's about it, though. That's fine. That's all I got. They suck? All right, Kurt. What do you got? They suck. All right. My first take. um, Zach Wilson, man. Um, You know, QB4. QB5. My bad. QB5 at this point. Is there QB5? Oh, He was my four, but now he's five. (laughs) Mac Daddy's playing better than him. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. He's seeing ghosts. And I think the funniest part of this whole thing is just the New York media just saying, did you see ghosts out there? What is he even supposed to say to that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was. So I threw the interception. Sorry, guys. Like, I don't know. Um, but no, like, let's be real. Zach, like, I'm not even kidding. Those last two picks that Zach Wilson had against New England were like probably some of the worst throws I've ever seen. They just were not even close to a receiver and triple and double double coverage. It is a it is a problem. And the thing is, though, you can't even say it's like New England's defense. I know everyone's saying like Bill Belichick ruins rookie quarterbacks. He did the same exact shit against Carolina. He looked horrible in that game, too. And I think the best quote you guys have all probably seen it came from Robert Sala, where it's like, yeah, Zach Wilson's this incredible talent, but 
it's okay to play boring football. You don't always have to make the spectacular throw. Just go through your checks. Just be a smart quarterback and don't turn over the ball. And that's what he needs to work on because the Jets through two games have looked really bad. And the crazy thing is there was a point where they were only one possession down from Carolina with the ball. That just shows how overrated Carolina is. We just talked about that. Anyway, New York is just not a good football team. And we all knew this coming into the season, but we thought at least we'd see something from Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has looked horrible. Um, And if things progress, he could be the major bust out of this draft class and something about New York and just not being able to draft good quarterbacks. I mean, we obviously saw it with Darnold and you can go back to Hackenberg and whoever you want to mention, but there's been a lot that they've missed on. Um, And something's got to change because obviously if you're missing that consecutively and having the second overall pick, having the third overall pick, you should be able to get a good quarterback, but, uh, Something's got to change and uh, it's got to change fast because New York continually is in a bad spot, but Zach Wilson has just looked so bad. Yeah. You want to know something? Yeah, I do. They didn't miss at all. Zach Wilson's great. He's going to be great. I agree. But you just, your entire point was you not agreeing with what I just said. No, he he's looked fucking horrible through the first couple of games, but I said, you just said they missed on him. They didn't miss. They nailed it. He's going to be good. Yeah, I'm saying he looks really fucking bad. He's QB5 right now. But I said that New York has had a long problem of drafting quarterbacks and something's got to change. That is what I just said. Nothing has to change. They nailed it. What do you mean (laughs) nothing has to change? I'm not saying the pick was bad. The pick was, it's fine. Like he's obviously has an incredible talent. So what has to change? Something to the organization because it's shit. Every single year when they draft a quarterback, Kurt, it it's been shit. two games. He's just, he's just, he's not playing great right now, but he's going it's, to be good. He's a good I, player. It's been sure, two but games. I don't it's think that if we're going to see a massive improvement through the season or even in the next couple of years, we're like, okay, he's going to be great. I don't see why, that. Oh, I, di- why I disagree. Aren't you saying this about Trevor Lawrence then? I disagree. Trevor Lawrence has looked a lot better than Zach Wilson. I, okay, I have a genuine question for both of you guys. With 17 games, do you think either Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson breaks Peyton Manning's rookie uh, interceptions? Record? I think Zach Wilson might. Yeah, Zach will. At this rate, do you think that they will? What is it? I mean, it's it was 28. Like... What does Zach have? Six? Seven? He might. He has like six, yeah, I think. Six yeah, he's seven. got six. Yeah, it's possible because he sucks. I... He's probably going to break the touchdown record, too, because he's unbelievable. I think Trevor Lawrence might have a higher chance because he's going to gunsling it the entire games because Jacksonville is just a fucking... I mean, that's I what Zach Wilson I think does, the funniest though. quote is just from the Jaguars' Twitter, which is like, it's been bad, but we promise we're going to make up for it. It's just like, no, you're not. You're going to win, like, I mean, four, three games this season. The funniest quote by far on Twitter was the Chargers' Twitter. Yeah, when- that was funny. When that guy was like, why are you still posting? You lost. He's like, at least we scored the, the <laughs> Miami fan. That was funny. That shit is hilarious. But yeah, that's my take. That's no, shit. Shit take. It's just not shit. But whatever. Yeah, it's bad. But let's continue on to our second round of takes. Mine has to deal with the NFC West again. Uh, well, let's just 
leave it at, well, actually I have two more takes and both of them relate to the NFC West, but this one's kind of interesting. I am completely weirded out by the Seahawks and the 49ers so far. Uh, Both of these teams have just been weird anomalies. Um, Now, in one way, one of them I completely expected to be a weird anomaly, but the other one, I don't know what the hell's happening. So let's start with Seattle. Same old, same old Seattle with Pete Carroll. I have been one of the biggest critics of Pete Carroll ever. Uh, I don't think he's an elite coach. Some people do think he is. I kind of think he's fringe top 10, not even probably top 10 head coach in the NFL. He's just not that good. And this game, again, like the Seattle just completely folded. Um, They were up big. They had multiple opportunities to put this game away. They had the refs hand them a free non-touchdown. You guys think Julio was in? Oh, 100%. Yeah, what the fuck was that, bro? Yeah, literally. They're like making rules on the go. They're like, what the fuck do we do? Like, I don't know. Just make something up. It's whatever. (laughs) They also gave them like a first, a free first down. The play calling was really weird down the stretch. A lot of it was just, I don't know. It just felt like Seattle all over again, where it's this team that like can never give you a normal game. Like they just never can. It's either they're going to go up and then blow it, or they are going to go down and win the game because Russell Wilson's amazing. Um, So that's how I'm feeling about Seattle again. It's literally the same team. I don't feel any different. Uh, Their defense, like, it doesn't really have any playmakers other than Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner had a great game. But, like, Darrell Taylor is their best pass rusher. Like, this is just a weird team. Like, it's just really – Really, really weird. And I will say, uh, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Chef's kiss. Still like the best, second best deep threat combo in the NFL behind Tyreek and Pat. Um, I mean, I I swear, Seattle has moments, like they must average the most broken coverages faced ever in an NFL team history. Because I swear they face like three of them a game. (laughs) It's true. But, uh, I'll switch over to San Fran really quick. Um, I was really high on San Fran coming into the year. I think I had them finishing the highest out of all three of us, 12 and five. Am I the only one who had them at 12 and five? Had them at 11 and six, I believe. So yes. I think, yeah. Okay. Well, we all liked it. Like them. But this team is weird because how Shanahan has been managing all the players with IU weird situation Sherfield playing over him Garoppolo being uh, you know like yesterday like in the first game Garoppolo looked good but then yesterday or not yesterday Sunday he looked like he was limited again he looked slow like this offense really needs someone who can run the fucking ball at quarterback uh, that could just add a whole new dimension wink wink who's on your bench right now Shanahan um And then obviously this running back situation is wild. Like they've had four running backs get hurt within the first two weeks. That is ridiculous. And one of them is out for the season. Uh, Concussion. I think, I think it was that, but they barely could score on this Eagles defense. uh, And this defense isn't really the best. 
Let's just say it's it's got really good players on it, but I wouldn't call it one of the best in the NFL. And this is supposed to be a high-powered offense that outsmarts everyone, and they really couldn't do much. They were just lucky that their defense held the Eagles' offense in check. And I don't know. San Fran's just had a really weird start. Like, they're first in their division, but it feels like they've played two very easy opponents, but they've kind of barely gotten away with these games. Uh, Like, the Detroit game, like, they were blowing them out, and then they just let Detroit almost tie the game in the last five minutes. Um, I don't know. I need to see a little bit more excitement from this team, I guess you could say, because it kind of feels a little off right now. It doesn't feel like how I felt about them coming into the season. Yeah, I agree. The Niners kind of seem like they're just skating by a little bit. Um, The Seahawks, I agree as well. They're always in crazy ass games. They kind of play down to their competition. They're similar to the Cardinals. I had the take last week where I said the Cardinals were going to finish second in this division to the Rams, uh, which I still agree with, even though the Cardinals, that's a whole nother story about their game this weekend. They should have lost that one, but they won it. Kyler Murray is ridiculous, but we'll talk about him later. Um, But yeah, Seahawks, Niners, they're both definitely very weird. I do agree with you. The Seahawks, not so much weird because they was kind of expected. Uh, we knew they were going to be, you know, a high powered offense, but, you know, just always in close, you know, barn burner games. And that's exactly what it's been so far. And uh, as for the Niners, I've, I've said many times, I think Trey Lance should start. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be as, you know, polished as Jimmy G because Jimmy G's looked okay. I mean, he's obviously led an NFL team for numerous seasons before been to Super Bowl. He knows the system, but I think Trey Lance is just a better player. And at the end of the day, um, I'd rather have the better player in there. I think it opens up your offense. He can make better plays and don't even get me started on, on Iuk because I own him in fantasy, but it's fucking ridiculous what's going on because he's, I mean, debatably more talented than Debo Samuel. I think they're both ridiculous. I think they're both very talented. They also need to unleash George Kittle. I mean, I think he's like blocked more than any other tight end in the NFL. Uh, Great blocking tight end, one of the best in the league. But at the end of the day, he's an amazing, you know, receiving option as well. And he's, he's caught like six balls this year, whatever it is. Uh, So, I mean, only through two weeks, I understand, but he's definitely got to get more involved if they want to be, you know, that high powered, you know, creative offense offense because he's amazing uh but that's pretty much what i have to say about those teams kurt not much i want to say because i think i'm just gonna be piggybacking off your guys' ideas but i completely agree um san francisco yeah that's the thing is it's like obviously we praise shanahan we praise what they do just confusing teams on the offensive side of the ball and that's just not happening to the first two games so we'll see if that picks up as the season goes on and kind of when they play a tough than real opponent and as for Seattle, I'll admit I wasn't high on Seattle this year. I thought that there was a lot of question marks, especially on the offensive line. I thought that defensively they weren't going to be great, but through two weeks, they've looked really good. Russell Wilson is just insane every single year he is. Um, and it helps that I have Tyler Lockett in my uh, flex spot in the AFC League. So mm, he's money. That's great. Really yeah, having fun I, with I that. I played one. you this week, uh, but my team shit the bed. So yeah, it's all right. It's only. Uh, I- Aaron Jones, though, but too bad Tyreek Hill and Dak did nothing. Dude, but. I was so pissed off in my, like, huge league. <laughs> I'm literally up by 32, and Aaron Jones just says, fuck Jones. you. Yeah, that's yeah. absurd. I was so pissed. When he wa- I'm not even kidding. I'm not, like, my friend's dorm watching. When he scores the, like, third touchdown, 
just was so pissed, got up and just walked out of the room. I'm like starting like bang on the walls, just <laughs> fantasy football, man. That shit will put you in a depressing mood. It is. Yeah. Just... Or it could just lift it, you up. It, it could be a yeah, mood. It could killer. just lift you up and you're the happiest man in the world. So that's, that's the beauty of it, you know? Right on. Eyes I do want to bring up one last thing. Uh, I should have put money on our Debo IU take. Yeah, you should yeah. put a lot of money on it. Well, I should have put a lot thing, of money between us. Here's the thing about the Debo take, though. It's right. Well, Shanahan it's agrees. Right, but he could get hurt at any moment. You know, Debo. Yeah, that's the I thing know. about Debo. That's why I've st- I'm not too worried about. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to predict an injury for one. That's kind of fucked up. But two, it's hard to predict injuries, even if they are injury prone players like Debo has shown so far in the league. But um, I'm not too worried about Ayuk one, because I know he's super talented and I think he will work his way back into like hundred percent of the snaps or whatever, you know, 90%, like a star wide receiver plays. And also I think Debo could get hurt at any moment. So obviously they would need Ayuk if that were to happen, but I mean, your bet obviously is correct. Debo has been blowing Ayuk out of the water. Debo has been very, very good so far, even last game. Uh, I think he only had like six receptions, but you know, for like 95 yards, he had a good game. Uh, they've been using him well. So He's fantasy wide receiver three in PPR. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, his week so one nice. was just insane. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry, I think, is like the number two running back, and he scored like five points week one. Yeah. So. <laughs> he scored I mean, like 50 yesterday or Sunday. Yeah. I mean, fantasy's fucked, man. Let's, yeah. I mean, the first two or three weeks is just so whack. It's just, you never really know. And it's, you don't really start seeing trends until like four week, four or five, yeah. you know, especially cause it's like matchups like Zeke, like week one, you're by it's fucking over week two. I mean, I don't want to talk about too much about Zeke and fantasy, but like week two wasn't super encouraging for Zeke, but it was much better than week one. Uh, but Except Tony Pollard exists. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, Zeke played double the snaps, but Tony Pollard, every time he's on the field, he, he gets the ball. It's kind of nuts. Tony Pollard is uh, just so much better than Zeke. And it's I just, don't think he's so much better, but I think he might be better. He's just Zeke is horrible. He's, Zeke's he's very good better. at pass blocking. <laughs> the thing about Zeke and well, why you shouldn't be a, too worried in fantasy is he's the best pass blocker. Like one of the best, um, you know, running back that's pass blocking. So he's going to be on the field a lot and the Cowboys have a good offense. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns uh, this year. He should at least, unless he gets unlucky, but um yeah that's my take on zeke uh should i go yeah all right Please do. my take is about the cleveland browns and it hurts me to say because i was a browns you know truther fanboy coming into the season um said they would go to the afc championship kurt had him as you know the one seed in the afc he's smoking crack but it's okay uh well they are two and oh but or they're not they're one and one they lost to the chiefs week one my take is the browns aren't as advertised they're a little bit worse than we originally thought. I'm a little bit worried about them. Um, my main point being is this offense is not really what I was expecting. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, Baker hasn't played exceptionally well so far this season. He really, he, like, I wouldn't say he's taken up a, a step up at all. He's playing like the old Baker, which obviously if they want to, you know, contend for the AFC championship or even a Super Bowl, Baker had to take a little bit of a step up in my opinion, which he hasn't done so far. He hasn't looked very good. Jarvis Landry is going to be out for a couple weeks. Odell, you we don't really know the situation with Odell. 
Liddell. Um, he has obviously coming off the ACL surgery. Uh, you don't know if like he doesn't feel comfortable or the team doesn't want him to play. You don't really know what the deal is there, but he's, he's missed two weeks. He should be back in the next, you know, next week or maybe the week after that, but they really don't have a lot of weapons on this offense. I mean, they have hunt and Chubb, but that's really all they have. I mean, their wide receivers are like Richard hit Richard Higgins and, uh, people's people's jones and austin Hooper. um so they're they're definitely running low on weapons the defense um i would say is playing not as good as we thought they'd be but i'm still not super worried about them and my take is i'm not worried about the browns i think they still will obviously make the playoffs i think they are gonna make a run um but i i'm talking like i think they get you know, beat by the Chiefs again in the playoffs for sure. And they're just a little worrisome right now. Um, you know, they're, I mean, the Texans stuck around in that game and that shouldn't happen when you're talking about a Browns team that we thought would win upwards of 12 games and would go to the AFC championship. Um, and they obviously lost week one to the Chiefs, even though they played a decent game. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about them. I'm pumping the brakes on the AFC championship locks, whatever it is, whatever we wanted to call it. Cause we were all very high on them. I think we all had the Browns in the AFC championship. Is that correct? Or did one of us uh, have the bills? I, I feel like I remember. I, I had the, the bills. Browns. I know Kurt. Definitely okay. Had I had them too. So um, yeah, but you guys agree or am I overreacting a little bit? You guys think they're totally fine. You're overreacting. They're still going to get the one seed. Yeah. They're still going to host the AFC Championship. There's That's just not no need to worry. You still don't actually believe that, right? <laughs> that they're going to oh, get yeah. the one seed? Yes. Why would you I be saying that? that? I, I do. Close. I do. They they're won't fine. have a top three record in the AFC. They're fine. They're 2-0. They top Texas. three? Yeah, they won't have a They will have a better record than the Titans or the Colts. I will bet yeah, so much they're getting, money on that. They're getting the one seed. It's fine. Anyway. This Brown so team is you don't wait. Do you do you not think they're gonna? I gotta look at the AFC. division. Do you think they're gonna win their division, Sully? No, no, they're gonna win the division. Then they get a top three record. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Unless like the Chargers or or like the Dolphins or Patriots beat them out. Hey man, <laughs> this the Browns a little worried. Reeling it back in to avoid the top. Right. Well, Reeling I mean, when I said top in. three, I mean, I just, I just said it, you know, I said it quickly. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll be third. They'll be third. All right, Sully. But that's one my seed. take. One seed. They're fine. They're the Texans, one seed. if just anything, is crack. the Texans are actually not as bad as people think. They played a good game in the first half. Like, with them with Tyrod We're going to reach now, though. It's a, yeah, <laughs> the team with Tyrod is a pretty good team. It's not like playoff worthy, but they can win like five, six, maybe. That was my take last week. I'm a genius. I know it's true. And then after that, you're like, oh, but Cleveland, man, they're. No, because Cleveland is, when you're talking about the one seed in AFC. See, they yeah. should be beating the Texans handily. And they, they did do that. They, they beat them. Yeah. They, they beat them. They beat them. Man. Almost, I think not they, handily. They, they needed com- two hands. You should beat them with one hand. They needed one more point to cover. Like they're fine. It's all. It's all right. Yeah. No need to worry, right. man. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Come on. Yeah, it's just want to say, shout out Tyrod. I feel so bad. Yeah, for him. I said we should have made a post on that guy. His career is like an anime. It's like a, It's absurd. <laughs> it's all right. not. All right, we but, ready for my um, take? First. Yeah. 
I have a special shout out to make sports betting dime. You're familiar with them. Check them out. You guys need a book to bet on uh, NFL season. Obviously, if you want to bet on the Browns to cover, well, you're going to lose all your money because they're not a great team, but you can do that. You can find your book through sports betting time reviews, tips, deals. They got it all. Check out the website, sportsbettingdime.com. Um, it's not much else to say. Go win some money in the NFL, bet responsibly. Uh, don't bet whatever Kurt bets. He loses all of his money. Uh, but other than that, I think if you feed Kurt, you'll do pretty well. So that's all I got to say. Check him out. Sportsbettingdime.com. Kurt, take it away. Uh, thank you for the uh, kind words. It means a lot. Of course. Um, my take is... <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys are probably going to win the NFC East. Uh, this Dallas team looks very good. Obviously, they the only team I think that can contend with them is Washington. Washington in week one, while they only lost by four points. I talked about this on last week's Takeaway Tuesday. They pretty much got blown out from the majority of that game, at least from like the play standpoint. They didn't look good. And Dallas went into L.A. and just – offensively were great and i would say that if they just had any other head coach besides mccarthy it would not be silly to put them as a super guy contender. sucks he sucks he's, he's so horrible bad. the time management was what the fuck was he doing in those last 20 seconds it's crazy because it, it you could literally put someone that doesn't know the rules of football and they would have managed it the same way that he did literally you couldn't put an 80-year-old grandma that had Alzheimer's on the sideline to coach the Dallas Cowboys, and she would have called that sequence the same as McCarthy. I'm literally like – Can you imagine that? I, it's crazy. I'm watching the game, and I'm, like, confused. I'm like, is McCarthy trying to trick us with something? And Dak, you could look when he's, like, like trying to, like, get up to the line of scrimmage, looks so confused by what's happening. And – like oh the whole thing was like there and i was like look zerline's probably gonna make this kick but like the whole sequence we cannot ignore because it was horrible i'm telling you though while i'm discrediting mccarthy kellen moore is fantastic at what he does he's gonna get a head coaching job very soon um i was definitely someone who didn't like kellen moore like i said when he got the OC position and when Jason Garrett was still there, I kind of thought that Jason Garrett was better job at calling plays. Yeah. That could probably be the worst take I've ever had, but whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, you know, we live and then we learn, you know, it's all about head on a spike. Yeah. Head on I like a that spike. you gave me a shout out in the last episode, by the way, head on a spike. Uh, that, that made me laugh when he said that. <laughs> so I had to shout it out, but regardless though, Dallas, though, like I said, offensively, this team just looks great. Dak Prescott, I'm already almost writing in that he's going to win comeback player of the year. It is just what he's done already through two weeks has been very impressive. And this team loaded. And, like, defensively, they were much better in week two. I know we talked about how in week one it was still a problem. But Micah Parsons played fantastic. Trayvon Diggs has stepped up huge this season. There's just a lot of players defensively that – even though they've been bombarded with injuries, especially, like I said, on the offensive line, defensively they have been, this team still managed to compete with Tampa, who obviously looked fantastic in week two, and went through a very tough LA team on the road. Like this Dallas team looks very good. And if all things are going the right way for them, if they don't get too bombarded with the injury bug, they're going to win this division. And even though, like we said, it could be a tough division with how Washington could play, I still think Dallas with and the Giants. 
yeah, yeah, yeah in the Giants. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> nah, the season's over. Nah, what, yeah. With 11 and 12 wins, they're going to be fine. And like I said, if you – like, even if you had Kellen Morris, the head coach, and you just put um, Mike McCarthy's head on spike, then they yeah. – pro- I, I would say they're probably a Super Bowl contender. I think that's literally the only thing holding this team back. And I really hope that Jerry Jones – okay, rant time. No, I'm not even kidding. This is probably because I'm a like Dallas hater, but nothing fucking pisses me off more than when they win the game and you show Jerry Jones in the press box for 20 seconds. Show the fucking players on the field who won the game. I don't want to see Jerry Jones's face. What did he do? Ever. You just, you just see him going like, like, shut the fuck up. No one cares. Show the players. Nothing. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that shit makes me so pissed oh, off. I hate it when like, teams win championships and the first thing first person to hold the trophy is always the owner it's i hate it with a passion like when the bucks won this past summer the owners were the first ones to have the trophy and it was so annoying and it was like give it to the fucking players you know like they're the ones who did this but sorry to cut you off but yes mccarthy fucking burn them at the stake I've said so many times so how much spike, pain burn Mike McCarthy is putting, wow, we're putting his head on a spike. We're burning his body at the stake. <laughs> we're ruthless here. I mean, <laughs> he has put me through enough pain as is. So I don't, and I have another coach on my team who's about to put me through a lot more. Oh, pain. wait till my take. So, we'll talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> McCarthy reeks. He sucks. Something that doesn't reek and suck, though. His name's Kyler Murray. And my take, well, oh, great Kyler, Murray is, <laughs> Kyler Murray is universally going to be agreed upon as a top five quarterback. Next he's better than Lamar. At the end of this season. Um, he's ridiculous. Like, just flat out, unequivocally ridiculous. Rushing ability, passing ability, pocket management, Whatever you have you, he is unreal. Unreal. And this 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 also kind of plays. I honestly should change this take. What was my he's the best player ever? Okay. You know what? I'm gonna put my quick fire take in this one too. Okay. Right in there. Make it like a stew. I won't say my I won't say my quick fire take at the end. Because both of them relate to quarterbacks. So I, I won't. So I can do this at once. So Kyler Murray, he's going to be a universal top five quarterback, I think, by the end of the season. So the top five, in my opinion, by the end of the season, as it stands right now, it's going to be, there's no order, Mahomes, Rodgers, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady. I want to bring up Tom Brady because Tom Brady – is this the best he's ever looked? He's immortal, dude. I I don't get it. Like it's like honestly, is this the best? Okay, he's and like ever and obviously, like we joke around with like Kellerman saying like he's gonna fall off the cliff, but like every oh, I also sing- forgot Russell Wilson. Every My bad. single no, you're fine. Top every six, si- top six. Every single year, though, you think to yourself, you're like, he's gotta like fall off eventually. Like even though you won't admit it, you you kind of think that right like it has to happen eventually mm-hmm. and we kind of like thought at the end of the new england era we were like oh he's doesn't look great 
Um, maybe in Tampa, he'll turn like this guy. I don't get it. He's 44 years old and he just doesn't age. And like, I know we've talked about this on the podcast, but like the guy also on social media, it, that just makes him even more of a goat. Like everything about Tom Brady is just like, just a goat status. The guy is just doesn't can never lose ever. I don't, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. I'm, I've said so many times that, you know, I wouldn't say Tom Brady's overrated, but I think people overrated him in terms of like, you know, like when they would make lists or whatever, and people would say Tom Brady is like a top three quarterback. Cause if you ask a lot of like casual NFL fans or whatever, they'll say Tom Brady's is still the best quarterback in the league, or maybe the second best, um, obviously. And I always say that's absolutely ridiculous. There's six or seven quarterbacks that I believe are individually more talented than Tom Brady. And therefore I would take them on my team, which I still somewhat agree with. But at this point, I mean, he just continues to defies the odds. Obviously his team is ridiculous. Um, he's got a ton of weapons. He's got a great offensive line. Uh, but at the end of the day, he gets it done every single time, uh, still at the age of 44. So, I mean, I've, I've underrated him the past two years. Um, I hated when we picked the Bucks to win the Super Bowl last year at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, through the first six weeks, I said, yep, I totally saw it. Although I've said this a million times, I will bring it up again. I said, if one team's going to turn that season around, it's Tom Brady with the Bucks, veteran leadership, you know, get to the playoffs, let him do his thing, which he obviously did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've underrated him, honestly. Like, he's still just so ridiculous. Um, and he's going to continue to do his thing. I mean, I really don't. The only thing I could see is, like, so, I mean, it's horrible to say, but I, I'm just waiting. I'm not waiting for it, but, like, I could envision in my head is just, you know, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, uh, someone, you know, Nick Boza coming around, you know, the side and just getting a blind blindside hit on a 45-year-old Tom Brady. I don't know how that ends well. Like your body at some point just can't do this break. anymore. He won't break. I, I guess he so. Breaks. He might be a, he's a bionicle or something. He's like a robot. How many serious know. injuries has Tom Brady had in his career? Two? Two. Yeah. What's, what's the one besides the 20 CL? 2004? Yeah. And you have like a, an ankle. I forgot what it was. All right. Well, yeah. And um, it was like 2004 and 2008. It was, it was like that or something. I, I'm probably, Mixing them no, up. No, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know what you mean. I will say, let me ask you guys, like, how old do you guys actually think he's gonna play to? I think <laughs> I he'll play know. he's gonna play this year out, he's gonna play next year, and I think the year after that might be his last, which is ridiculous to say that he'll like, even play that. Can you far, imagine but... if he gets to the 47 mark? I think he will. Like, that's how is a 47-year-old playing for the, one of the best teams in the league? And starting, it's absurd. Yeah, you'd think like, oh, like be like, oh, this team has a forty-seven-year-old on their team. You're like, holy shit, is he like the kicker? Yeah, like no, like he's like the best quarterback in the league. Right. Like, what is, the fuck is going on? Is Tom Brady the type to go off on a high note as a quarterback, or will he go as long as he can? What do you I guys think? He's ah, uh... he said he would play till fifty if he. If he could. Oh yeah, he's yeah. gonna try. He's gonna video. try and play as long as he can. I hundred percent. The thing that. is, like, I feel like it's it's hard to say. That's you don't really tough. know because I think you know, like, we can say, oh, he's gonna go as far as he can, but you never know. Like one year, he he, you know, his body's not feeling right, or he, you know, he's in he's training for the next season coming up, and he's just really not like he's not looking good. He can't do it anymore. I mean, I, 
I don't see that happening anytime soon, but you know, who knows what's going to happen. I just don't see him running his like last round of his career like Peyton Manning did with a bad season. Like, I just don't think that's how he wants to go out. Yeah. Like I know Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl in his last season, but he was bad. Yeah, but like um, if you're that bad, like do you come back and just like have an even worse season? Like it just never ends, I just don't know? I think Tom Brady, his play style will age just like fine wine. It just won't go away. Well, I agree, but he still has like somewhat of an arm and he uses it. So if he loses that, I mean his play, he's still the smartest quarterback. He knows how to manipulate defenses better than anyone, hey. but he still needs like the arm talent, which he still His has. His arm it somehow. is still great somehow. Yeah. Though. No, I'm saying he still has it, but once that goes, I mean, it, as smart as he what is, what is it going? Though? He probably still like, won't be able to get no it done. Idea. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, I said he's going to retire when he's you know three seasons. He's going to be 47 well, when he's last season. Bucks team going to break up? Like, yeah, we don't know. Um, okay, this take went pure Tom Brady, but I, I did also bring up Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's throw. I know you put a uh, text in the chat where he's just like running back and just chucks it in double coverage, and it's a perfect throw. Mm-hmm. It's absurd, guys. Guys, on <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. He's he's ridiculous. The, um, Rondell and I, Moore touchdown. I do agree with Sully that Kyler is better than Lamar. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I am starting to think that as well. Even though Lamar was fantastic. On Monday night. Let, let's not get it twisted. He was really great. Yeah. Kyler is just a way better. I can't get over the stat that Lamar has, what is it, like one game over 250 yards passing or something? I think he hasn't had a 300-yard passing game since 2019. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, me. passing yards isn't a great stat. It's kind of, you know, a lot of his game depending on whatever. system isn't and, really passing. Yeah, they're all about yeah, running. Yeah. They control the ball. But still, it's just, yeah, I don't know. There's a little bit of truth there. Um, am I up? You are? Yes, sir. All right. Speaking of Josh Allen, being a, you know, you say top five quarterback at the end of the year, I'm I said not top so six. sure. I said top okay. six. Well, I'm not so sure. I forgot about Russ. And if I had to kick someone off the top five to put Kyler in, potentially, at this stage, it would be Josh Allen. Okay, well, that's kind of what my take is. I'm a little worried about Josh Allen. Uh, He's not looked good, Uh, you know, these past two games, the first two games of the season. And, um, you know, on top of that, my take is kind of like about the Bills as well. They're kind of turning into the Bills from two years ago, in my opinion. Defense, running game. Josh Allen, they're not going to be throwing 45 times a game anymore. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm overreacting. He just signed a new big deal, obviously. I still think he's incredibly talented. He obviously has, you know, the physical specimen to succeed. And last year, he was ridiculous. I just don't know if, like, would you guys, how surprised would you be if that's Josh Allen's best year of his career? Would you be super surprised? Yeah, I would. That's a hard year to be. It is. It's definitely a hard year to beat. And even if, so like, even if he had like six or seven years that were like a notch below, he'd still be a great quarterback in the NFL, like his career. But from what I've seen so far from him, I'm definitely worried. And I don't think that's overreacting. No, it's not overreacting, but like at the same time, it has only been two games and like against Miami, even though he didn't look fantastic, that game was put away after like literally seven Mm -hmm. minutes. Like that game was, 
you didn't have to rely on Josh Allen to make these incredible throws and lead a comeback that like we were seeing, like we were used to seeing last year. So I won't really use that as a sample size, but I do agree with you. Like against Pittsburgh, him and the offense didn't look good. And overall, it's just a weird game. And obviously Pittsburgh, they could also be a team that looks bad because of what they did against Vegas. The whole NFL has just been weird through a couple of weeks. We'll see if it all uh, makes sense soon, but I agree. Um, Josh Allen, it is a little time, bit time to worry. And my MVP take of Josh Allen looks to be put to bed already, which is, uh, <laughs> it's all right. You know, we live and we learn, but I agree with everything you kind of said. I won't add too much to it, but I do think as the year goes on, you're going to see him go back to his normal self. He's still going to throw for like 30, 35 touchdowns. It's he'll be all right. I do want to put into perspective though, how ridiculous Josh Allen's year was last year. Oh, Um, I said this on the pod. Like if it's not for Rogers and I think Mahomes, he wins like he wins MVP. Like if you look back in the last like 10 years, he wins it at least like four or five times. I think he wins it probably other than Mahomes, Rogers in 2011, uh, Peyton in 2013. It's absurd. I mean, I, I still think Lamar would have gotten it just based on he kind of like broke the game a little bit. It depends. I mean, Lamar, maybe you could, I don't, Lamar definitely does not go unanimous. That's 100% for sure. Um, but just to put it in perspective of how great his year was, like, yeah, Rogers just had a such a great year that it, Allen can win it. But like any other year, Allen wins it, um, or he has he's a top two finisher. That's how great last year's MVP race was. Um, maybe it was crowd noise. Maybe it wasn't. Who really knows? But Josh Allen's good. He's great. I'm not really going to worry that much about it. Um, I know I said that if I had to kick someone out of the top five right now to put Kyler Murray in, by, by the end of the year, I would think it would be Josh Allen because Russell Wilson and Tom Brady obviously have staying power for good reasons. Um, and I, this is literally the best Tom Brady. I keep going back to Tom Brady, but this is literally the best Tom Brady has been in forever. He's like, okay. He's decent. I, I can't think. When was the last time you guys think Tom Brady is better than what he is right now? I also think this is the best team he's ever had. I think he's better. Well, 2007. Uh, yeah, I would go to 2007. E- this might be the best receiving core. Yes, I mean, had. from like a strictly an offensive standpoint. This is arguably close. the best receiving core of all time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And the offensive line he's got. The like, defense. He's got everything. Defense is elite. Well, he's so, used to having elite defense. They're going back to back. Defenses that carry him. True. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. But I think you're a little you're overacting just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just right. a smidge. I'll take it. If it keeps I usually going overreacting and if fucking keeps going shitload. Out, it's all right. All right. My last take, Sam. Try not to uh Try to hide the tears because it's a little slander on Green Bay. Well, um, yeah. All right. Joe Barry, the definition, he of, sucks. The <laughs> definition of stinky to- tofu is what I described it as. I'm, 
Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, I had to, it's okay. I had to um, rip one in there. But I'm just at least I'm a little confused because I said this at the time, and I know Sam kind of agreed with it too. But um, whose idea was it to hire the defensive coordinator on an 0 16 Detroit Lions team? That's good. And the guy who fucking, the Washington football, the Washington Redskins yeah. hired him. Yeah. And then guess what? That went to shit. But then Green Bay was like, oh, third time's the charm. After he uh, was, he was pretty good in LA. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But Joe Barry sucks. Let's keep it real. Week one, I was like, this guy fucking sucks. And then week two, I was like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks. It's just a never-ending cycle. What are you going to say next week? <laughs> I don't want to take predictions we, we, on what I'll I say. Just about want, next I just week. Want to be this guy fucking sucks. We play, Play the 49ers on Sunday night football in San Francisco next week. I think we're gonna get fucking stomped next oh. week. Oh, I'm, I'm just making that clear. Let me I remember <laughs> last year we did a podcast and you guys were playing um San Francisco on Thursday night. And I remember I was like, Yeah, I think Green Bay's gonna win. Sam was like, Kyle Shanahan, he's gonna do it to us. He's gonna and kill us. And then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, okay, Nick Mullins was there starting quarterback and they were the 49 irs let's be a little fair there but shit it um, sucks with how our defense has looked how our defense has looked so far uh, i think they're they're, i think they're hanging at least 30 if they play Um, they will i don't know man eric stokes he's been good kevin king bro yeah kevin king though eric stokes had a great game yesterday i saw like the tweet that was Comparing Kevin King and Sam Stokes. Sam Stokes. Yeah. Or what's his name? Eric, Eric Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Stokes. Sully, do, Sully, do you remember our draft podcast, our draft show? When I when, we, draft, when we drafted Eric Stokes, I remember this this reaction. Because when I when we drafted, I smacked my my desk and then I turned yeah. around in my chair and I just like looked yeah, off you were in the pissed. distance. I wasn't what happy. What did you want? I wanted like a Sante Samuel. Oh, he's money. Like, he's money. Yeah, he or, money. Um, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Nice 50 bucks right there, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Fucking bullshit. Still like, this day. Or Rondale Moore. Or are you whatever. happy with the Stokes pick? He's been good so far, but I'm not going to overreact because it was the Detroit Lions and the receiving core is literally excellent. Does he play a lot or no? He did not play a lot in week one. Um, he played pretty well in his little snaps in week one. In week two, though, they started playing him a lot more, and he played very excellently. He was really good yesterday. Um, if Kevin King is still starting over this guy next week against the 49ers, um, what the fuck? That's well, basically what I'm saying. You know, there's uh, one but DC. Kurt, yeah, sorry, we, we, can't, we went on a tangent. There's one DC who would make that decision. What is his name? Joe Barry, who fucking sucks. Anyway, regardless, though, that's all I wanted to say. He's horrible. And I knew this from the start he'd be horrible. And I really hope Green Bay, after like this year, is like, yep, that was bad. <laughs> He's gone. Just okay. loose right now. You could be like, yep, two games. We've already seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, I, can I just say something real quick? No, yeah. you can't. It's not going to be real quick. So. It's speak. the Packers, so <laughs> it probably won't speak. be real quick. What's um, up? Kevin King sucks. We've established this. We're paying him five million dollars for a reference. Uh, 
$5 million. And for reference, Casey Hayward is making $3 million. Um, so that hurt my soul because I love Casey Hayward. Um, KJ Wright's making $3 million. And we have Devondre Campbell as our starting linebacker. So that's, that's great. Um, but no, I also just think that this defense is – I don't want to say underperform. I said before the season, this defense is either going to be elite because it has so many elite players on it, or it's going to be one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I was right. Um, it's just, not it's in the, the way I wanted to be right. Yeah. Well, your best right. players on IR. Yeah. And, on Jair is not. Oh, not Jair. Forget about Jair. You're the <laughs> best player. Yeah. Yeah. It's Darius Smith is on IR, but this defense cannot create pressure. Uh, right now, Hell, like our me. only guy, our team too. Our D line <laughs> is literally Kenny Clark and a bunch of white guys that are fat. Rashawn, pretty much Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary is like, I can get to the quarterback, but I won't get there to make the play. That's what he is right now. Um, we cannot create pressure. That's pretty much what it boils down to right now. It would make lives so much easier. Um, Basically, all I have to say is if Eric Dokes isn't starting next week, I'm going to be pretty mad because he's looked really good. And, like, Kevin King has done nothing to warrant uh, playing over him. They tried Kevin King in the slot yesterday. That's telling you as much as it goes. Like, coming out, Kevin King was one of the, like, biggest physical freaks in the draft. Now it looks like he can't even run a 4-6. So, he sucks. yeah. That's good. We knew that. He reeks. He and reeks. I want to cut him mid-season, he's but we don't to- have... He's stinky tofu. That's what yeah, he is. So, so does Joe Barry. Joe Barry is stinky tofu. We were trying to hire Jim Leonard, and Jim Leonard's like, nah. And then we were like, Joe Barry, Chris Harris, or Jiro Evero. And then they went with the- Joe Barry because he has DC experience. Have you looked Should've at been. what he has DC experience in? Yeah, he has DC experience in losing. Literally. Like, give Every me Chris game. Harris... Zero Evero every single time should have been Chris Harris, but it's fine. Let me because, uh, I remember when we were in the hiring process. I was like, I want Chris Harris. Hey, I want Zero. I want doing, Leonard. He's doing all right in Washington still. He's Maybe we'll him. hire him in the off season once Joe Barry's fired because that could happen. Sadly, let me uh, let me get to my rapid take. We're out of order here, I think, but mine is about the Packers. It's about the other side of the ball, and it's about that bad man Aaron Rodgers and. When I say bad man, I might be speaking, you know, literally. He has not been very good. And here's my thing about Aaron Rodgers. He had a good game yesterday, or in, um, Monday. Was it yesterday? Yes, Monday night. Um, he had a good game. You know, you look at the box score, it was great. You look at some of the throws he made, he made some really good throws. Are you used to Aaron Rodgers having that many bad throws? That many throws where you're just like, what was that? Like, what? how did that happen? I remember specifically one in the end zone where I don't, it wasn't Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I think, was the one setting the pick. Um, was it was the like, one to MVS's feet. I think it was MVS. Yeah, yeah, that was like five yards off. And there was a guy in his face, but Aaron Rodgers makes that throw 10 times out of 10. Uh, obviously not, apparently, but that was just one that I picked up. Um, but I know that there was a couple other ones where I was like, that didn't look like Aaron Rodgers a little bit. I'm not worried. I think Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous. Um, I'm on record saying he's the most talented of all time besides, you know, him and Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. Um, he's amazing. I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm a fanboy. whatever it is. Uh, but I got, 
just from recent memory, I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers make some throws where I'm just like, what was that? He never makes those throws. Um, and there wasn't a ton of them. There was only a, you know, one or two, uh, but I don't know, coupled that with the week one performance, I just don't, I'm not going to say it's his talent is fading or anything like that. I think it's his mindset. Um, and he's always been super relaxed. He's like, he's always, you know, the relaxed comment. He said it again after week one. Uh, that's just what he does. And then he turns it on, which I, I hate. I mean, you should always be playing your best, which he did last year. But I just a rapid fire take. I haven't seen, you know, throws like that from Aaron Rodgers in a while, but I'm not really worried about him. Eh, not going to really uh, agree or disagree, honestly. Nah. He has been worse. I will say that. Um, but I think he still had a really good game. And I think that you can look to some years where he has some of those throws. Um, 2013, 2015, 2018, 2018. He had a lot of those, uh, but that year was just a fucking mess in entirety. I've blocked it from my memory except for week one. And then uh, 2019 had a little bit of it, but I put that more up to him adjusting to the new scheme after not playing in a new scheme for like 13 years. So oh, I'm not worried. Last week was fucking terrible. I will say that as one of the worst games I've ever seen from Aaron Rodgers. This week, he was great. Pretty plain and simple. He did miss some throws, though. Uh, he had two deep shots to MVS that both would have been touchdowns, but he overthrew both of them. That was a little weird. Um, I think he had five incompletions. Four of them were to MVS. It was the two deep shots, the one that bounced off the dude's Bounced off of Fatu Melifanu's helmet, uh, friend of the pod. And then go, go, go. the one at the goal line you're talking about where he's threw it right at his feet. And then I think the the PI that was kind of a bullshit PI that got Aaron Jones his fourth touchdown on the goal line. So he had a great game. I, I'm really not. It was against the Lions, though. So we'll see how he does next week. We will. Yeah. All right. My take, my rapid fire one is uh, Sean McVay. Guy's elite. And I wanted to save this one for my rapid fire one because I don't think anyone will disagree. But I wanted to read off the stat. You guys probably saw it, but it's just fucking absurd. He is 39 and 0 in games when he's leading at halftime. And in the five road openers he's had as a head coach with the Los Angeles Rams, he's 5 0. Uh, this guy is legit. And I added a little bit of a piece at the end that I thought it was a. Uh, going to trigger some people he's better than shanahan he's best uh, coach in the nfc west the guy's unreal yeah, um, yeah and uh as much as i've said i don't think the rams are going to be like can like i think they're going to be have a really good regular season and in the playoffs they'll kind of like just like underperform i still kind of think that but in the regular season they've looked great through two games i know the second game against the colts was kind of weird and it got weird at the end. It shouldn't have got to that point. But like we said, they still got two wins, um, and they looked impressive in both games. So we face that dude, and I just wanted to quickly say that. All right. Well, Agreed. I guess I'll throw my last quick fire in here. Yeah, throw it in the blend, pot. I kind of blended a quick fire with my – because I brought – I really wanted to bring it up, uh, but I guess I'll bring this one up just to, for some finality. Uh, you brought up the Colts. Uh, Colts are going to not be so great. 
I'm very worried about them. Uh, their offense hasn't looked great. Their defense hasn't looked great. And Carson Wentz has two broken ankles. So, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say broken. How do you? They're he, sprained. He sprained. Okay. He sprained both of them on the same play. Yeah, it's impressive. You know how hard it is to do yeah, that? Yeah, that's a Pro Bowl play right there. If Jacob Eason is starting for this guy game, sucks. a good nah, chunk of the season. I'm the biggest Eason fan ever. Oh, what sucks. a goat. What a coach. He came into the game and immediately an challenged Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. What kind of balls does he have to do? He's got big ones. He's that guy. Yeah, yeah he does have big balls. Yeah, now they're I mean, deflated. Well, now he's no balls. I don't know. I, I still feel good about Tennessee winning this division, but the AFC South. Is the AFC South going to be the NFC East of this that was season? On our, or, or do we all think that? That was on our takeaways today. We said the AFC South was worse than the AFC. NFC East. We said that about this year, which is definitely true. Yes. Um, but are they worse than last year? No. Uh, no. I'm saying no. I'm saying in relation, they are this year's. Yes. Yeah, NFC I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Everyone's not going to be that good. Yeah, they're probably. on a wild card level. I st- I think the Titans can be decent. I think the Titans will have a decent year. Yeah, no, I agree. Me and Kurt had our two truths and a lie, and I was like, the team that wins the div- there won't be a team in the AFC South that has over nine wins. You think that's true? I think that kind of yeah. is true. I think Titans won nine games, nine to ten. Yeah, that's probably nine. Ten hours yeah. Do we have anything else to add before we wrap up week two installment of Takeaway Tuesday? Shout out Payne uh, Turner, Ifatu Malafonwu, Benjamin St. Juice. Who am I forgetting? Yep. Ifatu uh Quinn Miners. Quinn Miners. Quinn Every Miners. one of the guys that are balling in the NFL. Payne Turner had a great game in week yeah, two. He's the man. Let me just tell you that. He was like the only good part about New Orleans that game. Melifonwu, fuck, he got injured, which sucked. But he's yeah. still that dude. St. Juiced made a play. He's that dude. <laughs> he made a play. Let's go. He made Saint a Juice. play. Let's go. Let's go. We, I mean, it's right. just something. Here's the thing. If you come on the highlighted podcast, you automatically will have a good career. I'm just saying that. Yeah. So if we, you come on the podcast, we saying. should make a Agreed. highlighted Hall of Fame. Yeah. For, highlighted for players that come on this we podcast. Yeah. And Peyton Turner still follows my personal Instagram account. Yeah, he's the man. A, he's the man. That's he's a dub. That so we when he's get, like, uh, when he's the next we, like best edge, I'm be like, yeah, we homies, you know. That's kind of fire, actually. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we got to get Marvin Jones Jr. on uh, uh, the pod. He follows us. He, I don't. I'm 99 sure he's not related to Marvin Jones. He, Sr. He's not. Yeah, he's not. I looked at Marvin up. Jones. Which, Marvin Jones Jr. is his real name, the actual receiver. So it'd be Marvin Jones the third. That would ooh, be his wait. Son. The Marvin Jones in the NFL now is a junior. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a senior. Oh yeah, they're he all has a son. He has a son named Lavisca. Marvin Jones the third. LaVisca, DJ, and Marvin are all juniors. It's the junior team. That's why they're not very good. They're, they're the, junior they're varsity the, team. They're, the they're, they're the JV team. team. They're not very good. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's leave yeah. it at that. We're we're better than the junior varsity Jacksonville Jaguars because Urban coaches them like that. Let's they suck. That's going to be it for today's episode. Takeaway Tuesday. I hope you guys did enjoy. We'll be back with an episode later this week. Um, but that's pretty much it. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, 
fuck it. Go follow us on Tumblr. We don't have one, but go make one for us and go follow it. We appreciate you guys and peace out. Goodbye.